The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. For the past two weeks, News Talk has teamed up with Ron Seal for Fix It Fortnight. Two weeks of top DIY tips and garden advice from the best experts in the field. It is the perfect time to get your garden summer ready today. We're joined on Ask the Expert by one of the absolute best experts, that being Dermot Gavin, to look at how to get your garden summer ready with Ron Seal. Now, Dermot, I, before we get into anything to do with summer gardens, I need a piece of personal advice, if that's at all possible. I had a hedge what was too large. Yeah. I decided I would cut it back. Do you know what type of hedge it was first? Greeny yellow. <laughs> so I I went out with the hedge trimmers and eventually I said, hump this for a game of soldiers. This isn't how it so I went and I bought a hedge trimmer as a two-stroke engine. Best yeah, yeah, thing yeah, the world yeah. has ever made. Yeah. I may have overdone it somewhat. Greeny yellow. Has it got uh, an oval like leaf small. that is small that's so it's either grisolinea or privet. So when you say greeny yellow, is it really one that's meant to be very, very green and is a bit yellowing or Yes, I think so. And is it wiry in terms of, is the wood that you cut into wiry? Yes. Uh, it'll be, it's probably, it could be privet. A green and yellow could be privet. Is it in an established part of the city? It's in uh, uh, North Dublin uh, suburbs. Yeah, it's, prob- it's probably privet. It'll be there 40 years like. It will be fun. Um, you uh, sure? Yeah, it'll it be looks very fun. sick. Yeah, uh, it's just that you cut into it an awful lot, was it? Well, I, I, I shrunk it in half. You shrunk it in half and you can see bare wood. A lot of it. So one side is okay, one side is bare. It won't like you for a while and then it'll regenerate. <laughs> okay, good, perfect. Uh, what you <laughs> could do, give it just give it a good water. It's gone into a bit of shock because it's been heavily pruned. So give it a good watering. If you can, mulch it. Now, this is, you're not going to do this, but this is for other people. Gotcha, thank you. Mulch <laughs> around the base. So put some organic matter in around the roots when you water it to keep that uh, moisture in and a bit of feeding with seaweed fertiliser will encourage that new growth to uh, Where would one get is that a standard garden garden centre seaweed Uh, fertiliser seaweed fertiliser you can make your own really good fertiliser from nettles if you go out and uh, put on a pair of gloves gather your nettles chop them up on the chopping board put them in a tub with water rainwater if you can put a lid on that tub go out a week later stir it (laughs) <laughs> put the lid back on and after about three or four weeks you have absolutely amazing fertiliser that smells like the worst thing you have ever smelt <laughs> in your life bar nothing but it's so good for anything like that uh, it's, and nettles it's, specifically it's nettles. not just any organic material it needs to be nettles and nettles comfrey will do it too but nettles is a very good one but I can't I did it in the kitchen once I took off the lid and for a week the smell in the house was unreal but it's a very very good way of making your own so you strain it then and you dilute it maybe about uh, 1 to 10 with water uh, and it's a great fertiliser. But the seaweed, the same. I, I, I keep thinking about you know the, the line at the start of the, the, the field. God made the land, but seaweed made that field. It is that that powerful. It's that powerful, and so. The farmers used to know that and they'd go down with the horse and cart and they'd gather the seaweed and uh, so if it's processed a little bit if they just let the kind of uh, I, I presume the salt uh, uh, leach out of it uh, uh, a bit loads of people are making really good seaweed fertiliser which is rich in so many things that plants love. In advance of your arrival we have a lot of, of questions in relation to the current trend of gardening which seems to be ah to hell with it just let it all grow wild. Now how do you do that in a way that doesn't look like it's just gone derelict? You can't in a way it's, it's, it's funny we have this new book out and I got my father-in-law uh, who's a judge to read it uh, January uh, and Always good to have father-in-law who's a judge <laughs> well, That, that was wise <laughs> Well not if he's passing judgement on you but anyway uh, 
I got him to uh, to, uh, to read out something about uh, January, and he was reading about this bloody current vogue for uh, wild gardening and whatever he says is, you know, everybody has to have it, and if you don't have it, you're in trouble. Uh, every, it can look a mess, but so what? There's a way around it which is framing the mess. So if you have a lawn that you've left to grow wild into a meadow or if you've sown a wild farm a meadow sometime, if it's a lawn, cut a frame around it. So neat grass around it lets people know that the rest is for the pollinators. Very important coming into we're midsummer now, but as we come into late summer, the meadows, any of the floral meadows at the moment are going to be looking great. But you want them to set seed, or any of the wild meadows, if it's or a grassy meadow, you want them to set seed. So leave the plants until they fade, until the flowers fade, and at that stage they'll drop their seed for next year. Then you take away all matter. So if it's a large area, the old thing was a side, uh, and I'm about to do this then in Cork next week, you get a side and you cut it uh, and you take away all that matter because unlike the hedge, it won't want fertile ground. So all the organic matter, any of the old flower, any of the old stalk, any of the old foliage needs to be taken uh, away. Oh, not just cut down, not removed. Just removed. So year after year, your area of... Uh, planting gets less fertile, not more fertile. The manner in which you mime makes me think you are a man who actually does use a scythe. I I have used a, a scythe, and when you use a scythe, it's a kind of little dance. It's a it's a you stroke. Do it beautifully. It's like these golfers who know all about that. I don't, uh, but I have been given lessons. I wouldn't say I'd be a very efficient scyther, but I can do it. This is like the, you know, the thing where theoretically if you ask somebody what's a spiral staircase, they're almost impossible <laughs> to answer without doing the spiral staircase yes. gesture with the finger. So far, you've proven unable to say the word side without uh, the little dance. I also think I was good in the chopping board with the nettles. <laughs> that was, yes, you do a lovely mimed chopping board. So when you're scything in Cork, I assume you will use something that has an engine attached for speed purposes. No, because our Cork project is amazing. It's for DIY SOS. And it is in a Georgian village that I didn't know existed in Cork, owned by, in Cork, in Mitchelstown, owned by the Church of Ireland. And they have gardens that have just been let grow. And in one of the sheds, we found a side. And this has, will be for Ukrainian refugees. So we found a side. And as soon as the producer saw it, she said, they I know it's going to be on that. Yeah. Fair play. The book, by the way, I should say, because you brought in a copy of a beautiful book, Gardening Together, a month-by-month guide to getting the most from your outdoor space. And it obviously looks at it through the seasons. We are now, I assume, at prime gardening time. Does it get any better than midsummer? It Well, for me, it does get better than midsummer, but it got better a while ago. So that's spring. So around May into June is exhilarating for me. Now things... Why? Yeah, oh, because... You don't have all the beauty that you have now. Even you? if you've a bad garden, it looks fantastic. Everything is in flower and everything in everybody's neighborhood. So those boring shrubs, you know, that look good once a year are coming out in May. The wisteria that's on your uh, on the building at the moment is looking up. Everything looks good. Well, this is amazing. I had uh, owl scrappy thyme clinging on by its fingertips yeah. on my windowsill outside the kitchen. And towards the end of May, it threw out, I didn't even know thyme could throw out blossoms. I thought, fair play to you. Very oh, impressive. Uh, 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 thyme is absolutely beautiful. The, the flowers on thyme are, are really great and a lot of people are using them in small areas as alternative to lawns so they have a ground cover that will produce a flower it takes a while to get established and a lot of weeding uh, and you, you can get all sorts of 
different types of thyme. What you need is a good sunny position and really good drainage and lots of plug plants, which are plants grown in a nursery, really, really tiny and just plant hundreds of them. They will take over, but as they're taking over, there's a bit of weeding to do. Once they establish and creep all over the place, uh, it's brilliant. What's another, I know I'm deviating all the time here, another great one and an even better one is chamomile for doing that. And chamomile produces bigger flowers, but really spongy um, foliage to stand on your bare in, in your bare feet and the smell oh you mean ground cover as in that is walkable yeah, on yeah, yeah 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 yeah. especially gra- or another brilliant one if you don't want the lawn clover you know you've heard this, you know animals love clover because it's very very sweet the flowers on clover on red clover on white clover yellow absolutely brilliant now you have to be a little bit careful because the bees love it too which is great but standing on it in bare feet but it's a great uh, a great alternative to a lawn can get a little bit scruffy have to cut it maybe a couple of times a year chamomile you have to trim a little bit with the thyme you don't have to which compared to the the unbridled joy of having to mow a lawn that is getting out of hand every couple of weeks is a wonderful thing. You see, I got, I got in so much trouble at home. I took out the lawn. Uh, I took out all the lawn. We had uh, we have a terrace garden. It was on a slope. Uh, we have three terraces of grass and a trampoline and the slides and the um, the. Oh, so you had to haul swing. a lawnmower up terraces. Oh, oh, oh life oh, is too short. We we had a, well, I had a shed down the end of the garden and so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was easy to get it, and I had a pathway through the beds, the sloping beds that I could do. But I've taken them all out now, and I've planted the whole area, and it's just it's just great because if, if a lawn, it has to look well kept for the garden to look well kept, unless you're doing the the the, the wild thing. Now it's just planting, and there's no guilt associated with glancing at the garden. Or if you come back or, or after a week of being away at this time of the year, you know it just it looks a mess. So uh, I love the no mow idea of gardening. Other stuff for the summer then. Recommendations for what people should be doing to either maintain or perfect the garden during the summer. Okay, because I, I mentioned wisteria, which would have looked great six weeks ago. At the uh, Now you can give it a, a, a trim. You can, uh, the wispy growth, uh, I would cut all that back. Uh, deadheading is the big one. So I have climbing roses going up. I have a veranda at the back of the garden with big cast iron pillars, climbing roses going up them. Taking the, the, the spent heads off will encourage new flower. Do the same thing with things like sweet pea in the garden and you'll prolong the uh, amount of, of, of flowers you get right through the summer. It doesn't need the nutrients to come back in off the rotting head. It doesn't benefit from it, no? No, it will go to seed and a huge amount of energy will go into producing seed. And certainly, you can keep a certain amount of seed, but at the moment we want them for our flowers. And they'll to get them keeping on going, keeping on going, keeping on going, and then the last uh, month of them, you can let them go to seed and collect that seed when they're, when they're ready. Question, I planted strawberries and um, this is back in, I, I assume, a couple of months ago. Uh, they are now being eaten entirely by the birds rather than me. Any deterrent you can use for birds? Nets, I suppose. That's the it, only thing. Under, uh, yeah, under, under nets because birds have to eat too. What about those little fellas that live on the bottom of Basil? The little white fellas, they're... Oh, but you see, but there's a white fly. Uh, it's almost impossible, you know, wash it away. I tend not to use chemicals and I, I never really mind if... Um, you, you plant a little bit for the uh, for the bugs and whatever and you plant plenty for yourself. Uh, and, you know, this idea that we... Where it's, where it's challenging, we know in this country the blight came and wiped out, you know, uh, in the age. 1940s, 1950s, uh, our stable crop. Now, of course, with uh, crops like that that you're growing in commerce, you have to l- look out for and spray in terms of light. But if you can do it 
organically or just plant a bit more or just decide there are things that won't grow well in my garden. Like lots of people love growing hostas, but so that the slugs love eating them and whatever. What's a hosta? A hosta is an oriental herbaceous plant that is that produces broad, li- well, generally broad leaves. You can get tiny little ones, but big uh, ornamental leaves and uh, will all, all, also flower. But they're mainly grown for the foliage. They look great in shady pl- in shady places. They're absolutely prized because of the variegations on them. But these other creatures love them too. And the thing is, these other creatures love them and it, it gets people so stressed. Gardening is a very stressful thing. It's meant to be the opposite. So don't fight nature, just relax with Slugs are manky, Dermot. Let's be clear. The slug is just a manky thing. Slug is doing thing. an unbelievable job for us. Uh, First of all... They might, but they're manky. They're not. If we don't have slugs, we don't have birds because what are go- birds going to eat at this time of the year? When the slugs are out, Nuts. that's what the birds <laughs> will do. It. And also, the slug is doing a, a digestion job. It's part of the whole ecosystem. So any of that material that's dying off the slug will eat it and turn it into in effect compost quick one before you go um, for uh, somebody who is um, inundated with flowers in the garden but when they cut them and bring them inside the house they die within about a minute and a half any way to keep cut flowers alive uh, I think a little bit of sugar in the water is very important and recut if it's a while since you cut them in the garden if you don't put them into water immediately recut the the, the, the stem so that will encourage them to and change the water on a regular basis too. oh the stem kind of scabs over does yeah, it if it does, it's not it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes into a bit of a jelly and it stops the effectiveness of the water being drawn up. Dermot, you are a gentleman. And again, the book that Dermot was talking about is in the shops now, Gardening Together, a month-by-month guide to getting the most from your outdoor space. And that's Dermot Gavin and Paul Smith, the authors. To check out all the DIY tips and garden advice we've covered over the past two weeks, check out newstalk.com forward slash fix. And that's all with thanks to Ron Seal. You can get your garden summer ready with all of those tips. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.